This is the podcast Social Distance Warriors, and I'm Tom. And I'm Rachel. And I don't have any information about coronavirus or health. Um, I also don't contain uh, any of that information about coronavirus or health. <laughs> how has how has it been going? Um, it's been it's been a week. Um, yeah, it's been a week where, um, at least for my family, we attempted to have a Passover. Seder over Google Hangouts, um, which went about as well as you could expect. Um, and I guess just one of those weeks where, like, it really sinks in um, how different things are feeling. Hmm. Yeah. Over the weekend, we um, we celebrated Easter, um, or sort of. I guess we celebrated. We tried to have a Zoom call with as many of my cousins as we could. Um, on my mother's side of the family, I am one of 15 cousins. Is it 15? Okay. I can't fact check you on that. Yeah, it's 15. There are 15 of us. Um, I think we ended up getting like 10 of us, which was a pretty good pretty good turnout. But uh, having like a bunch of people on a Zoom call and no like agenda or plan – it's just, yeah. it's just nothing. It's, it's, yeah, it's not, um, it's not all that fun. And then in the, the evening on Sunday, which is Easter Sunday, um, I had a call with my siblings and parents and I don't know. I mean, it was fine. It just, it wasn't, wasn't very, um, wasn't very festive. Yeah. It just, uh, at least for, um, Passover, like the word Seder, it literally means order. And so there is like a set sort of way you can go about hosting a Seder. Um, and it's just like, it never really feels all that, um, relevant, uh, personally, like to sit through a whole, um, like by the book Seder. Um, but especially, uh, we really didn't try this year, but it just especially felt like, what good are these books? Uh, Hmm. (laughs) uh, we have like an assortment of, um, Passover, Seder, uh, Haggadah's, like, Maxwell Coffee puts them out, and, you know, we have, like, a a bunch of them accumulated over the years, and I just sort of, like, look at them, like, what are are you all offering? Uh, Because it just doesn't feel like uh, there's really a place for, like, a everything must uh, be in order Mm. ceremony. Really? uh, Right now. I imagine some people have the opposite impulse. To like cling to that order, but yeah, I think well. So the the like uh, thirty minute semi seder that we did um, with my parents and we uh, called my sister and my nieces. It's like very at the whims of uh, the shortest attention span, which is like the two and a half year old and also my seventy uh, plus year old father. So it's like I feel like the calming uh, order of things would do better, I don't know, academically or theoretically, but, like, it it just doesn't ever seem to, Mm. even, even, like, when it's not a crazy year like this, like, I usually end up pretty hungry and bored. (laughs) Uh, And I feel like, if if anything, this this was, like, this was the best amount of of Seder for... um, when we get to then eat food. Um, hmm. I wonder, I wonder, like, I, I just, I feel like 
uh, we, we will learn nothing, uh, as a family, and then, like, whenever we can do it in person again, it'll just be sort of the same old thing. Interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I get that, um... I, I wish, I wish there was, like, an order uh, that would work. Uh, I, I understand seeking that out. I have found some, um, some comfort in, in uh, the past few weeks of developing new routines, not so much falling back on existing routines, but, like, having a certain list of things I need to do every day. Like, last week, um, when I spoke to my therapist, we came up with, uh, the idea that I should have a list of five things that I'm supposed to do every day. Um, and I, I haven't actually ended up doing all five every day, but at the very least, like I've been keeping track of them and, um, I don't know. I've been able to do most of them most days. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. I'll steal that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds good. (laughs) One, uh, a friend of mine suggested on like one of the, one of the things I'd already been doing, especially on work days was, making sure that I got dressed and wasn't attempting to do productive work in my pajamas mm. just to um, to give myself like a mode shift. And what I then realized after a friend of mine tweeted about it is that um, it kind of kicks it up another notch if you commit to putting on shoes every, uh, every day. Um, if you just sit in your home office and do things barefoot, then it doesn't feel as much like you're at work um, as it does with shoes. So that, that works for me as someone who's stuck working from home. But my other, um, like my, my list of five things, and it was important to me that it it not be like too many things or else I felt like I would overwhelm myself. But, um, there are things like, um, I have to make my bed every day. I should spend at least two minutes outside. Um, things like that. Although today the weather was so awful, so I didn't, I didn't go outside, but. Yeah. What is, what is the outside like, uh, where you are? I mean, I'm in, an apartment complex and I actually have my apartment has a balcony. So if I just if I want to go outside, I can just step off onto my own private balcony, which is very small and not like furnished or anything. I have like a folding chair sitting there. So if I want to go like drink a mug of tea outside or something, then I then I can do that. But you know, outside it's it's in a it's an apartment complex, so there are you know, people walking around from the other apartments, but it's been much quieter around here than it, than it was previously. Yeah, that is nice. And I definitely like to, to have a very quick ability to go outside, which I've never considered until like some of the, um, podcast people I listen to live in New York city and describe like much more lengthy processes to like be able to get to an outside from like their city apartment. Mm. Do you have easy access to outside? Yes. Um, it's like a suburban neighborhood. So not only do we have, uh, open the door and there is the outside, but we have like a front yard and a backyard and like an outside that I guess we, we could say we, we own Mm. that is private. (laughs) Um, and very easily, like, places to go to walk and walk to a park and not really interact with many people. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, I, um, in the in the past week, another thing that I, after talking with my therapist, I decided to do was to um, engage in fewer Skype calls and Zoom conversations and, and scheduled online social interactions. 
because as much as those things are very good, I feel like during the first few weeks of the pandemic, I overdid them to the point where I was very burnt out and there like wasn't an wasn't a night where I didn't have at least one thing scheduled. Um, and I don't know, I felt like I was going too hard on the online socializing, which is one of the reasons why I decided that um, we should pull back to a weekly schedule instead of a twice weekly schedule, just because having one less scheduled call in my week just made me feel a little bit more sane. Yeah, I think that's a good a good move uh, for, I guess, longevity. Like, I um, think about uh, there's a podcast that I listened to that they were like, uh, for the 2016 election, like, we're just going to, you know, make an, a podcast until the end of the 2016 presidential election. And then they ended up, like, still four years later making that podcast. And I think about, like... We don't know how long uh, this is all going to be, um, like how long a race, I guess, we are pacing ourselves for, for global pandemic. So hmm. uh, I guess not to burn ourselves out uh, on the first months kind of kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I guess it really depends on when you consider it over. Yeah. Like, is it is it over when they when they tell us, OK, you can all go back to your offices now, because even if they say that, that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that all the problems are solved. And that doesn't mean that there won't be another quarantine seasonally or, 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 or what have you. So we, we really not only don't we know how this is going, how long this is going to last. We also don't know, like, how will we even know when it's over? Well, I think we'll know it's over when uh, this podcast can have like a live show uh, <laughs> with a room full of uh actual humans and then and then that'll be that'll be over it will no longer be socially distant yeah true. that's what we'll know but yeah i i definitely i feel like i i'm not sure if it's optimism or just like m- more um like last week than before people who have been taking uh this seriously kind of like wistfully have been like well, when we're in a, in a month or two uh, able to go out again and when we're able to do this um, that I hadn't heard before. And I'm not sure if that's, like, wistful <laughs> or I guess I'm revealing. Like, I, I just, I feel like we're not ready even if we would like to be able to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like... Um... The news is now saying that things have possibly peaked in New York in terms of um, number of new cases and numbers of deaths to the point where um, there's a lot of discussion about, all right, what does the reopening process look like? But I suspect it's going to be a, even if the the peak has already happened, that it's still going to be like a long tail on that, like in terms of when... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't anticipate being, certainly not by the end of this month, being back in the office. And I don't know, I will count us very, very lucky if, if we're able to, you know, open restaurants and stuff like that Yeah, it, before the end of May. It kind of feels like a, because the big, like, push had been, like, uh, social distance to flatten the curve to not amazingly overwhelm hospitals. And if there's now been, like, some results to that it sort of feels like after uh 
work really hard because you've procrastinated an assignment and then like you do you do get it in and then it's like that that power rush uh and overconfidence that sort of comes after like you did you did one good assignment but um pandemic is not like one uh good assignment and then it's done no and i have several late assignments for my classes too yeah (laughs) i've um i i hate this um and it I don't think any of my college professors would listen to this, but I don't hate, I don't hate them. But one of my professors like calls me on the phone and like leaves voicemails as opposed to email. Um, And I hate that. And I think it's wrong. And I (laughs) don't, I don't think college professors should ever uh, make me uh, have a phone call conversation with them. But um, I will say, Aside from that, um, people have been very understanding, uh, more than I would have expected, mm. uh, for assignments and stuff. Yeah. My, my professors have been understanding. I just might be stretching the limit of that understanding. <laughs> oh, well, I will say one thing that, um, I've taken some enjoyment out of, um, is like the chance to be at home with like kind of a weird supply of food and ingredients and I've been, like, cooking a lot more. So that's something that usually I haven't had um, as much time for. Um, and now I've sort of gotten the chance to uh, play around a bit more. And, like, I bake bread. And Ooh. now that it is Passover, I also baked, like, fake Passover bread. <laughs> um, even though we're not um, only only eating matzo we're also eating uh all of the panic bread that we uh have accumulated but it is nice to have the time to do recipes where it's like you have to let dough rise uh Mm. apparently it's nice to have that time yeah i guess like i've i've um i subscribe to the uh hello fresh meal kits which i first subscribed to earlier in the year, shortly after moving. And I decided that, you know, I want to learn more about cooking this year. So I decided just to subscribe to a meal kit, but, um, you don't have to get it every week if you don't want to. So I had previously been doing just like every other week, but, um, in the course of no longer being able to like do takeout or anything, I've been, uh, I've been receiving the the recipes every week, which has also made it. So, you know, I, I have a lesser need of groceries because some food is getting sent straight to me. And yeah, I have had more of an opportunity to spend time cooking and getting dishes dirty and stuff. But um, that's like an upside. But I don't know. I, I think to, to some extent, I, don't, I think it's the novelty of it has kind of worn off for me. <laughs> yeah, I I guess like for, for me, um, even though I'm not like very skilled at it, baking and cooking is like a, a fun thing for me. But I think also what helps is that is that I'm not primarily the one responsible for making sure that I eat um because mostly my mom and I will like split that um making dinner sort of load so that's not like it it gets to be kind of fun uh as opposed to just like out of necessity Hmm. that is a good thing in in the past few days I think I've I've hit another like depression spiral. I seem to like keep going in waves on this 
like a depression and hopelessness spiral, which is, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's it's a weird timing for it because I think that some of the, the news talk about the pandemic has become more forward-looking and talking about, you know, h- how we are going to put ourselves back together. But I don't know. Personally, I'm just... The, the, the lack of an end in sight and the lack of knowing how long it's going to be has has really started to get to me. Yeah. To the point where, uh, I don't know, I just have been feeling real bad about it. Yeah, I feel like, and we don't have to get too deep into Democratic presidential primary, but I feel like what uh, keeps, like, sideswiping me is that for a while um, that sort of faded in the background because it was... Uh, campaigning was on hold, a lot of primaries were sort of up in the air, and it sort of faded away. And now, like, the past week has sort of uh, become like, well, we can have corona news and we can have uh, Democratic primary news, and I don't like that. (laughs) Um, And I really don't like that uh, Joe Biden... Is here. Sure here. <laughs> he's, he, he's here. He's here. He's here. A guest on our podcast. <laughs> so, Joe, how's it? Uh, how are you, how you dealing with none? Um, he's here. It's... Yeah, yeah. I um, I I could I could do without that too. I remember. I don't know. I think I think back on you know even just like two months ago when I had assumed that the election was all we were ever going to hear about for the rest of the year, like in 2016, where. Everyone was just like so tired of constantly being hammered by election news and opinionating and all that stuff. But um, I don't know. It was it was possible for a while to almost sort of forget that that elections were happening. Yeah. You know that tweet that was going around like, what did you do to cause uh, the coronavirus? Yes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think there was like a massive monkey's paw sort of wish uh, everyone was subconsciously making like. I sure wish I didn't have to hear about uh, the Democratic uh, presidential primary anymore. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's it's real. It's real kind of screwed up, like with the Wisconsin primary and how things went down there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, not that I not that I necessarily think that a different outcome was you know like I think the Joe Biden nomination was was going to happen regardless of coronavirus. Yeah, but. Uh, even so, it's just, I don't know. In some ways, it's especially going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, I don't know, unrelated, related, I guess. The fact that we're, again, like, four years later and there, there's been no, like, vetting, I guess, of do you nominate a person with, like, sexual assault allegations? Like, it's just... I hate I hate that that we're again like in that conversation where it has to be like you vote for the Democratic nominee because they're going to do the least amount of harm and you're going to get the Supreme Court. You know, it's like we're we're in that conversation again as opposed to like anything, anything else. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Fun. Fun. <laughs> yep. Um, I've also um, this is this is mostly due to your part. Uh, um, I've been thinking about Homestuck because uh, (laughs) I've been reading Homestuck um, and not having uh, any more insight really than uh, this is basically my first time going 
through, well, it's, that's a lie, whatever. Um, I, I don't have greater knowledge of the Homestuck saga, so I, I can only take a lot of things at face value, um, even though there may be um, more layers, I guess, that I'm missing. Uh, but I've been thinking a lot um, about, I guess, like, what things I used to like ironically mm. as as a teen because uh for like a lot of my high school friends and my high school time th- they were a group of people like who were coming out of like being really into uh like anime and then looking at people who still liked anime really um cringily like cringe was a big thing when I was in high school um, and I've just been thinking about <laughs> even I feel like now my friend group who in high school really was into Homestuck. Um, I wonder, like, if I told them now that I was reading it, what what they would feel, you know, <laughs> uh, because now it's like a distant, <laughs> uh, probably also thing that they associate with their high school selves. Yeah, you know, I think a lot, I think a lot of people feel like they've moved on from from Homestuck, but they never truly will. No, uh, I mean, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of like people who used to be into Homestuck but aren't anymore. Like the fan base has certainly shrunk a lot, and people kind of um, talk about it as this like dark secret in their past. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been thinking about it a lot because I've been live streaming it, and also just because today is Homestuck Day as we're recording this, not not necessarily as it releases. <laughs> Um, 413 uh, Homestuck Day and um, also because I've been stuck at home um, <laughs> I don't know how much interesting thing like how much of interest I have to say about it though like po- quite possibly nothing of interest to say about it <laughs> it really it really does like again being in my childhood home uh, having to navigate going to the kitchen without uh, attracting a conversation with <laughs> my parents like that that really <laughs> really uh, hits close to home stock as it were yeah well i'm i'm glad you're uh reading it or um hearing it read to you or or whatever (laughs) um because i think it's good and i think more people should read it yeah and that's sort of like where i'm coming down i guess on ironically liking stuff because i've done that and i feel like i still have those interests like i don't know i don't i don't know if i anymore ironically like cats or genuinely like cats or who knows at the, this the, point the movie the movie cats right um well <laughs> the entity that is cats oh, yeah and, i mean as opposed guess, to like the creatures cats themselves i, I yeah i guess i'll be positive on the creature animal cats mm-hmm. but yeah yeah thing, things like cats or that are really not clear uh what you're supposed to like out of them but I'm just too tired to <laughs> to like put that layer of distance up for the things that I like. Yeah, I mean, I try not to overthink it too much. Like, yeah, cat, the, the, like the film Cats is a movie that I genuinely really enjoy. Probably not in the way that the director intended me to enjoy it, or for the reasons that the director intended me to enjoy it. But maybe I don't know. I don't really know what his intentions were. Um, I just think it's a ridiculous thing that I just kind of love and. I mean, what, whether you would call that ironic or sincere, I don't know. I just like it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I and I think part of that is that, like, I'm not in high school or I'm not in, like, a space that it's, like, so important to like things for the right things for the right reasons 
I think that distance helps too. Um, did you end up picking a uh, pandemic anthem? Um, I did. I think I I have one that I tweeted, but I've since lost that tweet. Um, so I have another one that, um... How do you lose a tweet? I don't know, because I didn't... I think I quote tweeted, and now I can't find it anymore. Uh. Um, so, um, it was a Steven Universe uh, fan video, I think, called Waiting for Love. And they say the days of the week in that video. Oh. Um, and in addition to having, like, an inspiring message, I feel like now more than ever, I need a reminder preferably in song form, that um, time is real and the days of the week uh, go in a certain order. Um, uh, you could listen to The Cure's Friday I'm in Love. <laughs> Have you heard that I one? Could, I, I've heard that one. Okay. Uh, but I don't think there's a Steven Universe uh, fan video about it, so yet. I don't think I can quite uh, call it my pandemic anthem yet. Uh, but there's also a song called uh, Come On Sea Legs that is about... I guess being a new person on a boat, but is also about like dealing with anxiety and adjusting to a new situation. Hmm. Um, and I feel like I sing that to myself a lot these days because got to get myself together and use a lot of ocean metaphors to do that. Who is it by? It's by a group called the Immaculate Machine. Hmm. I don't know anything about them other than that they did that. That one song, and it was on, you guessed it, uh, Lapis Lazuli, uh, <laughs> Steven Universe uh, fan playlist, Well, which is how I find all my music. <laughs> so you were not the only um, person to uh, bring in Steven Universe to the conversation <laughs> in terms of personal pandemic anthems. I know uh, Evan tweeted that their anthem was, uh, for just one day, let's only think about love, which is a song from, I think, the second volume of the Steven Universe soundtrack, which... Uh, yeah, uh, that one doesn't resonate for me as an anthem, but more power to you, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I I feel like any Steven Universe song has a certain amount of emotional learning that is good if you choose it. <laughs> yeah. To um, sing a lot. I, I strongly considered um, the song Peace and Love on the Planet Earth from Steven Universe, one of the earlier Steven Universe songs. I think it's season two. Because, I don't know, that, that one has a vibe of like coping with an impending, apo- impending apocalypse. <laughs> so yeah, that one has always been like a, like a get me through troubled times song, but I ended up deciding, I think that my, my true pandemic anthem is actually a different soundtrack. It's from the doctor who series nine soundtrack. It's a song called the shepherd's boy, which is an in- instrumental track. I don't know if an instrumental track can actually be an anthem, but you know, I don't know. It's my anthem. So it's my rules. Um, and I consider that to be my anthem just cause it has like, I don't know, it has, it has a very nice sort of like driving, like slogging through endless trials to get to your goal kind of feeling that, it, I mean, part of that is the associations I have from the scene in which it appears in, in Doctor Who, but also part of that is just like, there's like a sort of driving propulsive quality, like a slow plotting propulsive quality to the music. So that's mine. Yeah, that's a good one. That makes me want to rewatch that episode well i think uh as of when we're recording this i think tomorrow there's going to be like a live tweet of that episode heaven sent like stephen moffat and the director rachel talley and peter capaldi are going to be like live tweeting through it i don't know if i'm going to be able to 
tune in for that. But because it's my anthem, maybe I should make a, <laughs> a special special effort for it. But. That's true. And then I don't know. I don't know this person um, who also replied, uh, but maybe you know this person. I think their name was Sarah. Uh, oh yes, Sarah. Sarah Sour Citrus Lady. She yeah. She's a friend of mine. But yeah, um, think um, she said listening to the Jesus Christ Superstar uh, concept album just unrelatedly a lot during this time mm. um and is probably gonna associate uh that and also like the podcasts mm. that come on uh with this time and i feel like jesus christ superstar has some some good uh like all andrew lloyd weber musicals it has like some good really soft quiet but then get really loud and like angry like sort of like your sim characters are arguing with each other songs <laughs> and i think that's sort of how it is some days yeah there's been a lot of jesus christ superstar on my timeline because i know the uh they re-aired the live version of it um i think last night and also there's like a new a newish production of it that was put up on youtube by the andrew lid weber company yeah one which of, i get to watch yeah one of my defining and i guess this comes back to irony like college experiences like being a jewish college student but i made all of my friends watch quite a few uh productions of jesus christ superstar uh such that i have seen many of them including the nbc live the 2012 one that um has really bad hairstyles. What is your uh, what's your favorite version? I think it's got to be the um, NBC Live one with um, John Legend and mm. <laughs> especially the one who plays um, Pontius Pilate in the NBC Live version, Ben Daniels. Yeah, he he's got a good vibe. He's very good. Yeah, so it, it just has a good um, like a lot of the productions. They've always got sort of one person who just doesn't like carry one of the lead roles, and I feel like. NBC Live has the best balance where the ensemble's really strong and most of their uh, leads are also very strong. Uh, so it's a good balance. With the exception of Herod. And and Alice Cooper is there too. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, my, um, my, my favorite Jesus Christ superstar, and I think this is a bad opinion that uh, I would get heckled for, um, is the uh, 2000 version with um, Glenn Carter as Jesus and Jerome Predon as Judas, the um, version that was released on like DVD and VHS. I also really like that one. It's really fun because <laughs> it's just really fun. I like that one. Yeah, it's probably whiter than it should be. And, yeah, like but... it, <laughs> it doesn't do, I think, the best like telling of the story or maybe the point that they're trying to make about like Jesus as a man or Judas as a misunderstood person because their Judas is like really slime slimy um would be the word yeah I like that about <laughs> but it's him, like very very fun and I think was it like a 2000 the year 2000 movie I believe it was 2000 um, yeah but yeah like the costuming and very 2000 yeah yeah yeah, you will not get heckled uh, for a Jesus Christ superstar unpopular opinion on this podcast. Not on this podcast. Not on yeah. this podcast. Anyhow, um, I think I think I think that 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 can probably be about it, unless we want to come up with a new action item. <laughs> no. No. Well, I mean, we've, no. Well, especially especially now that we're um, we're going weekly instead of twice weekly, I feel like it's important to 
important to have something out there as a, as like a thread of continuity. Yeah. It's just hard for me to imagine like what do I want to secretly have myself do and make that an action item that also mm. would be uh relevant for anyone else. Okay. Yeah. An action item could be go take the plastic uh glow in the dark stars that you've been meeting to put on your ceiling and go put them on your ceiling but i feel like that applies to a very limited uh section of the audience yeah maybe maybe even just me maybe just but if i abstract that like why don't you why don't you bring some small bit of light into your life (laughs) this week um (laughs) now now it's uh become so vague i think we can all achieve it but i don't know what it means anymore yeah i don't think that one works <laughs> i don't know maybe so that, that's all i've got hmm. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't really have have anything which is you know shame on me for even bringing it up then <laughs> um well you could always uh uh steal steal off your therapist's thing and um have people pick like five five things they want to do each day uh yeah yeah that's that's not a bad one yeah um make them do do the homework yeah, come up with come up with your list of your small list of five things you need to do every day to keep yourself going during the pandemic. And perhaps I will reveal my full list of five on the next episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. Anyhow, I think that I think that's that's good for now. Yeah. All right. So as we end every episode, um, make sure you stay distant. Go the distance. Go the distance.